Sonia. Shane. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, guess what? What's up? The Drawing From Experience podcast is now offering artists and businesses an opportunity to promote exhibitions, projects, websites, or really anything else you want to share with our listeners. What? So for 30 seconds on air, we would discuss whatever it is that they're promoting. Seriously. And the best news, we've made this affordable for our fellow artists and business owners. That is so cool. So their sponsorship will get their message out there while in turn helping to support the podcast. We have plans in the works to expand on the podcast with better equipment, on-location interviews, live shows, and more. But we need your help. So whoever is listening and interested should email us at dfepodcast at gmail.com for more info. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Welcome to the Drawing From Experience podcast, where we discuss many topics related to the arts, including dispelling the myth of the starving artist, the business of art, navigating your local art scene, and more. Periodically, we'll be interviewing guests to share their experiences with you. And we are your hosts, Shane Isaacowski and Sonia Leticia. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 36 of the Drawing From Experience podcast. I am Shane and... I'm Sonia. Hey. Hey. Um, What's going on? We had a really eventful weekend, um, and we'll get into that. Uh, But first, let's talk about... um, I went to some open studios today. You did. I I haven't even really been able to talk to you about what you saw and stuff. No, you didn't. So let's talk about it right now. Yeah, let's do Um, it. I got a chance uh, to see... First, I went to Ransom and Mitchell's Mm. um, open studios, and... Um, if you guys don't know who Stacy Ransom and Jason Mitchell are, check them out. Um, they are uh, individually very hardworking and talented. Um, and then also they come together and uh, create some really cool collaborative artwork. Yeah. So, so um, Did they have a photo booth? They did. They had an awesome oh, photo cool. booth. I got a photo with them with uh jason strangling me in there um yeah so maybe i'll I'll post that Um, yeah but uh yeah and then i went from there to francisco studios and workspace studios um saw audrey heller there Mm. saw um crystal kamaroff i'm sorry i don't know how to pronounce your name something like that Mm. kamaroff kamaroff um and uh, yeah, saw some people there. Sharon Stewart, another one. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I'm so sorry. Um, I've actually heard Sharon's last name pronounced two different ways, so I'm not, not sure, sure which, which one, one. <laughs> it is. I should ask her. Um, it's either Stewart or Stoyer, um, hmm. one of those. So uh, yeah, and I spread the word about the podcast there uh, quite a bit. And talked about the upcoming um, drawing nights at um, Wonderland. Wonderland SF. Yeah. Uh, it's second Thursday of every month from 7 to 10 p.m. Um, I just started a great list of life models for that. Um, reached out to this community online, and I got some amazing, amazing feedback from them. And um, 
started filling this model directory. So that's awesome. Yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, uh, again, that's second Thursday of every month, seven to ten. There is no instruction; it's just a three-hour session. Um, so you just drop in with you like drop your in. sketchbook or yeah, whatever. Yeah, canvas. and we're kind of asking people to keep it minimal because there is limited space. I don't mm. know. You know, at the beginning, it's probably not going to be as busy. Yeah. Um, probably need some time to get it going. But, um, you know, we're hoping for a full house. And right now we're estimating about 35 people will be wow. about a third house. Uh, a full house. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's what we're hoping. And um, I love me some life drawing. Yeah. And what we're doing is... It's going to be some warm-ups at the beginning, but then um, we're keeping the pose the same for almost the entire class or uh, session. Nice. So, um, so change it up a little bit in the beginning for the yeah. warm-ups, but mostly yep. it'll be the same pose so you yeah. can get a nice refined piece. Yeah, yeah, one that's at least pretty far along cool. so you can get all your values and everything. And, I like that. Yeah. I Because like, some, some life drawing... Uh, workshop sessions however you want to call it that I've dropped into they almost the whole time it's constantly different like the longest I might get is maybe 10 minute poses and that's still pretty gestural like you can't really yeah. render too much so I'm excited to do some like full figure long poses so yeah so I look forward um, to it yeah so that's gonna be pretty cool um after Francisco Studios and workspace studios i headed over to um arch uh art supplies and they oh. had um some printmakers and they also had studio nocturne which is a bunch of photographers that shoot night photography oh that's um, cool saw our friends greta and manu schnetzler over there nice and they're really really amazing photographers um sometimes they do they do like these night sessions with people and stuff like that so mm. um it was really cool to was, see their work was their dog with them their dog wasn't i was actually oh. i was a little sad <laughs> um and uh and then i also also saw dilcia um garon <laughs> that's garon something like that yeah. yes i'm sorry i'm terrible i it's okay. you know with a name like isaacowski i feel like you think you'd have more like i sympathy or yeah well, no, i you used sympathize to be, though i used but to be really really great at pronouncing bad. people's names i don't know i'm i'm like i'm worse anyway it's okay mr iskowski yeah Anyway, um, go on. Hey, I've had my fair share of mispronunciations. Mispronunciations? Mis <laughs> what happens when you mispronounce the word mispronounce? Uh, the universe collapses. <laughs> um, you've ripped a hole in the space-time continuum. Um, yeah, so I saw that. And, you know, I've never been to Arch Art Supply before. Yeah. And it's much larger than I thought it was. Oh, really? It's I've like never been there. warehouse-sized. Um, it's really huge. And... Um, that's pretty good for being in the city. Yeah. So uh, I I felt like I needed to buy something there, so I did. Um, oh, what did you get? Oh, I got a one of those flexible curve things you can use to draw with. It's right there. Oh. There, see? Oh. Um, and I also got razor blades. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are the people I visited this weekend. It is weekend three of Open Studios. 
which was the uh, weekend with the most registered artists. Oh, really? So it's a huge, huge weekend. Wow. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, Wait, and then, a lot of group sites for this. Weekend? Um, I think so. Hmm. I think it was just it was pretty spread out in this weekend. Hmm. So that's true. Okay. Yeah. But um. Yeah, but uh, the main thing we're talking about today is... TwitchCon! We went for one day of this three-day convention. So we didn't get to see everything that the convention had to offer because we were only there for one day. Yeah, I feel like we, we covered a lot of ground. But we did cover a lot of ground in that one day. So, you know, I realized, though, after we missed the one store... Oh. The loot cave. We'll get oh, into it. Right. Yeah, we didn't. We totally oh, no. skipped it. We missed it. Oh, next year. Next year. Anyways. So, well, first of all, yeah. Um, a lot of people listening won't even know what Twitch is. Yeah. Uh, that's no dig on anybody, and that's not to make anybody feel um, no stupid or anything. But we fully realize that it is a platform that, you know, from my standpoint, is a very niche community, and um. I kind of feel like it's 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 funny it's mainstream but it's not it's like it's very specific it started with gaming mm-hmm. so it was a very specific gaming community to begin with yeah and I don't think you know this even before it was Twitch it was actually um, Justin TV oh weird no i didn't know that yeah so are you familiar with that no at all okay <laughs> justin tv yeah yeah, yeah. No, no so there's idea. a whole backstory okay and i've heard this story basically this guy this one guy justin <laughs> thought it would be cool if he le- live streamed his everyday life like it was a 24 7 stream of everything there's a movie about that oh really i wonder if it's something based on that I don't know what movie you're yeah. talking about. Um, it's not an original idea, Justin. Just saying. <laughs> well, you should let him know. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad it turned into something else. But, anyway, but yeah, ahead. so it started off as that, but then it, it kind of, you know, it grew from just this one person live streaming to a ton of people. And after him, it it was primarily, it's primarily focused on video game live streaming. So you literally just go on there and you watch someone play video games and that sounds insane and like why would you do that but there is a huge market for people who um who enjoy this so i'll just read it's like little wikipedia description here for twitch yeah okay Mm -hmm. you know so twitch is a live streaming video platform owned by twitch interactive a subsidiary of amazon so amazon purchased them last year um, introduced in June 2011 as a spin-off of the general interest streaming platform Justin TV, the site primarily focuses on video game live streaming, including broadcasts of esports competitions, in addition to music broadcasts, creative content, and more recently, in real life streams. Content on the site can be viewed either live or via video on demand. That's a mm. nice, sweet little description of it. Yeah. Um. So I've talked about Twitch on the show, if people have listened to prior episodes. Yeah, I think you've, you've talked about it. Quite a um, bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. And, but until you really see 
what it is and the whole platform and the way people format their channels. Yeah. Um, you don't really know. And even I seeing your stream and then you have uh, you've shown me a bunch of other people's streams. Even I don't know all the ins and outs. And, you know, um, I mean, I was at TwitchCon yesterday. So, yeah. um, but I still feel like I keep discovering stuff about it. And especially with going there yesterday, I discovered a whole bunch more about it. So, yeah. And I, from what it sounds like, you really felt the impact of just how popular this platform is. Yeah. That's exactly it. Because, um, our friend, um, Tim was telling us yesterday that the numbers from last year were like 50,000 people or something like that. Yeah. And there was more this year. Yeah. It was sold out all weekend. Yeah. Last so. year it was 50,000 people plus and didn't sell out. Yeah. This year it did sell out. So I'm really curious to what the numbers will be. So, I mean, that many people are into it, are either streamers or appreciators or people who just follow streamers or whatever, but they're on the platform. They're looking, they're watching, and that's just streaming. Those like 50,000 bodies that showed up physically is just a tiny fraction of the actual yeah, population. The, that's the only ones who could make it. Yeah. Yeah. There are, like, you can watch individual streams that have 50,000 people watching it. Yeah. There are streams where hundreds of thousands of people are watching just one person and there are thousands of streamers on there. So can you can imagine just how many people are logging in? Well, that's, you know, that's the main reason we wanted to do this wrap up about it today is because, yeah. um, you know, the value that we feel we can um, give to you guys, to our audience, is maybe introduce you to this platform and show you that, actually this might work for you you know yeah um because this is a platform that isn't widely talked about in like a mainstream way no so um it's not like on the level of like everyone knows what youtube is everyone knows what facebook is so mm -hmm. like the when you say those words everyone knows that like, when oh, you yeah. say twitch not everyone knows mm -hmm. um but it, so it seems like a foreign kind of a thing. Right, where, or it's like just a tiny niche like mm -hmm. community. Or you're like, oh, well, that's just another one of those streaming things. You mm -hmm. know, like you don't even really know. You, you just have an idea that it's out there or something. So. Or maybe like um, what are some of those apps like Musical.ly and things like that? Um, didn't we have a, we had a friend, Amber, who would go on their live? Oh, live.me. Oh, live.me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're affiliated with Musically. It's this other, it's almost yeah. the same, but you go on there and you like lip sync and stuff. Yeah. So, like, those are a bit smaller. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like sometimes this gets put into that, that category. category. Yeah. But no, Twitch, Twitch is big enough to have a giant convention where yeah. their prizes for cosplay are upwards of well it's it's 16,000 so it's 4,000 per category and then another 15,000 so over $30,000 yeah, yeah, $30, in cash prizes but even at and, the east like so mm -hmm. they did an esports competition so people were competing for first place in this video game the top prize for the team of four people was a hundred thousand dollars yeah so this is Big money, big time. I mean, it's there's a lot of people. Um, yeah. It is much bigger than you think it is. It's much bigger than I thought it was. I just want to say, too, the game industry 
makes more money than the film industry. What? It's true. Are you serious? People like they oh video games whatever. There's more money in games than there is in Hollywood. You just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, where did you get that uh, statistic from? I have heard like esports commentators talk about this, so mm-hmm. I can't point to an individual source. Okay. But I should find one, well, and I'll link real it real quick. Um, so when you say esports, yeah, okay, what are you referring to? So competitive online gaming is what I'm referring to. So people competing on a video game. There are esports competitions for a ton of video games, um, but it has now it, it's been it's been growing a lot over the last I think like decade really. Mm-hmm. This year it's gotten really really hot, and for example, a Twitch streamer that we saw at TwitchCon, his name is Ninja. Um, he was just on Ellen. He was like playing video games with Ellen. <laughs> He's a big esports competitor. He was just on the cover of ESPN magazine. So, so it's big. It's really, really and, big, and there's a lot of money in it. And it, it now esports is on ESPN as well. Yeah. So that's a whole nother to thing. The, to it's on the sports channel. It, I mean, it, it's considered a sport. Yeah, it's and really I know something. a lot of people kind of hate on that, um, but I always point to the fact that they show poker games on ESPN and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what's the difference? Yeah, that's not. Yeah, this is more sport sporty than, than poker games. Those, yeah. So, so let's just talk about our day. Our how day. It, how it was laid out and what we saw. So this yeah, so this year TwitchCon took place in San Jose at the main like convention center. So we left here at five no, we woke up at around five thirty in the morning, you know, got ready, drove down there, and we had to pick up our badges that we had prepaid for. Basically our tickets to get in. Um got those, got in line waited in line to get in like an hour before it opened but the day before we heard that the lines to get in were insane yeah um not not just insane just they didn't run them right and yeah some, something went something wrong. went wrong like people were waiting in line for like five hours in the sun which is insane um and the convention itself run from like 10 to 6 so we were there yesterday, got in. Um, what did we do first when we got there? Um, we went, uh, we waited in line to get into the expo. Okay. Yeah. So we waited in line. Um, the expo hall opened. We got, on, this is basically the main floor of exhibitors. So there's all kinds of companies there. There's some game companies. There's some like companies that sell gaming like accessories like mice and keyboards uh there was the big esports arena there there was um what else was on the floor there was a oh in the back there was the artist alley yeah and there's gaming in general yeah um there's the meet and greet with famous streamers Uh uh-huh um and so here's the interesting part is that sony and i are viewing this much like everything else we view um, from two completely different directions where Sonia has kind of, um, she's been seeing this community for a very long time. I have not. 
So I went in here and I was kind of, my experience of the beginning part of the day was like, I kind of felt like out of place and like, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like, um, you know, we joke all the time about it being like the nerd culture, but it is, it's like this, this nerd dumb mm-hmm. where everyone knows these references and these pop culture references and stuff that I'm like, I, I didn't really grow up in that culture. So I'm sort of lost there, you know? Um, so like i mean i had people kind of commenting from the beginning one kid right in line was just like uh you're overdressed aren't you or something and i was just like uh i think my response was that everyone else was underdressed but um (laughs) shut up nerd (laughs) just in general i just felt like a little out of place as soon as i got into the expo hall though like it was it's really really cool the way they set it up first of all when you picture any convention you picture um you know a big convention hall where it's like bright fluorescent lights and you know flat lighting overall um this was low lighting because there everyone has screens and things within their booth Mm -hmm. so like they have to um cater to that kind of situation so yeah it's like low lighting and then there's just like blinking flashing lights everywhere and like pink cool and purple colors lights. Yeah. yeah it's like so it's really really cool like as soon as you walk in it's a cool feeling that you're in this like it's very situation. like immersive yeah you're like oh i'm in this place now yeah so um so after we kind of walked around a little bit mm-hmm. uh grab food yeah, we um, we went. We were hungry. Yeah, well, we figured this. We weren't exactly starving, but we figured yeah. if we don't eat now, it's gonna get really busy later. Mm-hmm. So now ish is probably a good time to eat. So we went, grabbed some food, um, and then we went in and walked the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we j- kind of just checked everything out and. We sort of wanted to see a few different things, so we just kind of walked around, and then we went to Artist Alley, right? Yeah. Um, checked out the Artist Alley there, and some really amazing artists, met a few cool people there. So if people don't know what an Artist Alley is at a convention, it's basically what it sounds like. It's a section off area where it's like basically, what, six feet? six foot booths like yeah all generally people aligned, have like, like a six foot table yeah, yeah they like, set it up however they want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're all in a row like they're all next to each other and there's like these aisles that you go down and it's like either side of you there's artists um so it's kind of overwhelming because there's a lot because people pack their booths yeah their little tables it's not like a 10 by 10 exhibitor booth that you can like walk in and there, see. There were some. I did see some. Oh, there. really? Yeah. Off to the mm, sides. Okay. Yeah. There's some larger Larger booths. ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And this is where you'll see kind of kind of like the stuff you might see at a Comic-Con too, where it's people making fan art, illustrations, drawing some makers of different things, like maybe little knitted things or sculpture and things. Yeah, and it's like, um, I mean, I would say as far as the kind of art that you saw there, it was a lot of like anime inspired, video mm-hmm. game inspired. Um, There's only a few like what I would consider dark artists, really maybe three. Yeah. Um, 
we did meet this guy, Doug. I can't remember your last name, Doug, um, but he is an Aluxcon artist. He said uh, he was at Aluxcon for the past three years, I oh, believe. Okay. Um, and amazing sculptor, uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, we bought a little tiny skull from him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was really cool. I actually went back and did a second lap, like much more thorough. Right. I didn't. I. It. I was like, I can't go back in there. Yeah. It was kind no, of packed. <laughs> I, I think it was worth it yeah. to go back and like really look at people's work. That's good. Because it is like overwhelming when you walk through there and there's a lot of people and, you know. Yeah. So. Okay. So we did that. Um, I went to a booth um, for this software that I use to stream with. And I spun a wheel and I won a t-shirt. So that was cool with their company logo on it because now I'm just a walking billboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometime after that, we went to the main, the main like theater where they have a big stage. It's like where they had the keynote the night be- or the day before, which I got to see online. I, I wish we could have seen it in person. It looked really cool. Yeah. So we watched Kevin Smith on stage yes the kevin smith yeah and i was really you know when sony showed me the programming for the day i was like obviously we have to go to that so oh yeah um we went early so we could get good seats yeah and we got i don't know third row in the front Mm -hmm. um and let me tell you Man, he didn't have a huge. He had it was about a half hour of a talk. I know it was only it was so thirty fast. minutes. Um, I really wish it would have been double that. They had to cut him off. They're yeah. like, we gotta stop. He was he could awesome. talk forever. Oh my god, the dude can talk forever. And I want to listen. Yeah, he was totally motivational. He talked about you know his. He said this is his first like gaming convention. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, you know, but he talked about his career and how he started. And um, and also what I liked about what he talked about was the paradigm shift of like, I want to be a filmmaker versus I am a filmmaker. Right. And like what his his older sister had said to him that that um, created that paradigm shift. Yeah. For him. Because and she was like, what do you want to do? And he's like, yeah, I, I think I want to be a filmmaker. And she's like, then then be a filmmaker. And he's yeah. like, yeah, that I yeah, want what I, I, I want to be do. a filmmaker. She's like, okay, and she's so, like no, so, so just be it. a filmmaker. That thing. She's like, you are a filmmaker <laughs> yeah. who just hasn't made their first film yet. Yeah. You are a filmmaker. Don't wait to be one. You yeah. just are one now. And I thought that was so. Uh, I know. So awesome. I and felt so touched by his stories. Yeah. And um. And, you know, so for you guys, for the people listening, that whole idea of like the paradigm shift where you can go back through your life and you can remember those moments where you were like not an artist mm-hmm. or versus an artist or what, whatever the mental state that you were in before versus the mental state now. Um, sometimes that paradigm shift is instantaneous the way it was him Mm -hmm. um other times a paradigm shift could be over a span of time absolutely and so i i I feel like i relate more to that yeah 
the slow growth? I relate to both. And okay. and I feel like there's been moments in my life where um, I can definitely, I'm like, why didn't I think about that before? You know, somebody said one thing to me and I'm like, huh, hmm. like that totally makes sense. I'm like, why? Duh. Like that's such a simple thing that I didn't think in those terms. Sometimes just like Kevin Smith said, it just takes one person saying that to you um, for you to like fully believe it. Right. Or, but I, I think he also mentioned too that you have to be ready to receive information at the right time. Yeah. Because he was talking about, I'm just going to put this out there, you know, if you're ready to like, you know, if this is what would work for you at this moment. Because I think that's what happens too. Like we hear advice just like thrown in our faces all the time. Yeah. And a lot but of it is the same advice. It's the same stuff, but it mm -hmm. could take the 50th time hearing it because you just had some sort of experience the day before that primed you to be ready to really understand what that means or it just means something completely different for you at that time. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm always open to, you know, even if I listen to a, a podcast episode about something that I generally know, mm -hmm. maybe this time I'll feel different about it. Yeah. Or if it's coming from a different person. That's ex that's exactly it. And I I feel like that sometimes. I and I know that that happens to me. Like, so I'll be listening to something while I'm painting, you know. Mm -hmm. And this is a subject I've heard about a hundred times, you know. Yeah. But yeah, just hearing it about just... it and just letting your mind wander uh, while you're doing that, and and then you start thinking about something else, and mm -hmm. then it's suddenly you get an idea you get this completely different way of thinking you know spawned out of the same information right. but for you know? some reason at that moment it clicked yeah i mean i don't know all it's all so different for everyone as to why something would work once and not before i mean it could be you're you ate a special sandwich that day and you're just digesting it differently <laughs> like it could be anything but yeah. who cares who cares what like just do it then though yeah like just work on it don't have to question. Don't question the universe. Just go with it. Well, question the universe. <laughs> Be like, why, universe? Why? why? Tell me. Bring me the answers. Why did you do this? <laughs> why have you forsaken me? Why? No. <laughs> um, so, so Kevin Smith. Was amazing. Um, yeah, he was really, really awesome. Um, I'm going to have to listen to his podcast. I know. And, you know, so... Um, he talked about it there. Um, it was cool they brought him in. The day before, they had Tony Hawk talking. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. They basically... They I'm wanted... glad we were on the Kevin Smith day, though. Oh, me too. And I Well, I saw the Tony Hawk one online mm -hmm. because on Twitch's channel, on Twitch, the platform, um, they were live streaming all of those live speaks. Mm. Speaks? Speaks. Speaks. <laughs> um, oh, my God. They were live streaming all of those. All the talks. Mm -hmm. and performances and whatever so i saw the <clears throat> i saw the tony hawk one his, his story is very interesting too they basically wanted to bring people in who have interesting stories and they want to talk about growth and motivation and you know because a lot of the twitch community um especially the people that were attending that day are streamers so they're trying to do a thing yeah so um just how can they relate that to to us Mm -hmm. as streamers so so what did we do after kevin smith 
Um, after we saw Kevin Smith, then we went back onto the floor. We met up with your friends. We did. Kevin Spicy is his Twitch username. His real name is Tim. His real life. His real life name is Tim. <laughs> um, I've known him for about five years. I met him at the first deluxe con I went to. So I've known him since back then. And then you met him at the AlexCon we both went to. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, it's just been, you know, online, you know, keeping in touch and stuff. But he's also a streamer and he traveled from Philadelphia with four other people who are all streamers as well, which is very cool. Um, So we met up with them, um, caught up really quick, but then we walked off i think that's when i walked did your second round yeah, I, I did the second artist alley round you went and kind of did your own thing for a little bit you watched some of the gamers i did i found a seat mm-hmm. I, I got to you know where all the chairs were i actually found a seat there i got to sit mm. and i was watching the esports stage um so i was watching people play the newest call of duty game black ops 4 and it was four teams of four people and they were all competing for points. And whoever won got the $100,000 prize from Doritos. Crazy. Um, Doritos sponsored the whole event. Um, yeah, so I got to watch. That was very exciting. Um, I really just wanted to catch a glimpse of this one streamer. Her name is Anne Munition. She is a really big inspiration for me because, she, you know, she is... A streamer who is a woman and especially a gaming streamer you just don't see a lot of women in that field yeah and there's there's reasons for that right oh yeah i mean there so um there's a lot of toxic masculinity in the gaming world amongst men so you know much. i mean i see it playing <laughs> overwatch yeah you know me i see it yeah you know so i can't imagine um you know, being a woman and playing. Oh, yeah, especially you know. in um, a lot of team-based video games where you use voice chat. Yeah. The second they hear a woman's voice, you get shit for it. Yeah. So, and that's what she does. She does a lot of esports, and she does a lot of these more team-based competitive games. Mm-hmm. So I really, really admire her for that. Um, and she's always just a pleasure to watch. Like, she's really cool. She's funny. So I really just... I. Unfortunately, her meet and greets were on Friday and Sunday because mm. on Saturday she was she doing was the esports. Yeah. yeah, she was competing all day, so I couldn't actually meet her. But I got to catch a glimpse of her, and I took a couple <laughs> uh, pictures like a fangirl. Oh man! From the crowd, I caught a glimpse of her. I saw. <laughs> I saw her, her head from far away. I have been blessed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun just to watch that. Um, and earlier, I forgot right before we met up with him i did get to attend the meet and greet for this other streamer that i really love uh her username is zombie unicorn she does a lot of more creative content she does games sometimes and i think she has done a couple competitive things but most of her content is creative so she streams beauty and she also streams body painting Mm -hmm. so in the past she's done like special uh makeup jobs like on herself and talking like special effects makeup well actually that too but also just beauty makeup like Mm. oh i'm gonna do this look today 
so she live streams that and there's a whole just i think a lot of people might be familiar with beauty like tutorials and videos on youtube it's basically that but live yeah so she does that but she will also do um full body makeup so like body art and stuff so special effects stuff sometimes gets incorporated just a lot of painting so that's what she does and she's someone who gets a lot of a lot of crap online because she's a successful woman um and because she does the body painting a lot of people say oh you're only popular because you're a woman and you have boobs and whatever yeah which is so like lame and crazy but so she gets a lot of a lot of hate for it but she keeps trucking on and doing her thing and she i told her in person that she really inspires me a lot because you know as a woman streamer myself it's it's great to see her she speaks a, a lot about it too is like all the hate that women get online mm-hmm. um so she had that's kind of what she uses her platform for and I just, I thanked her for it. I was like, you know, thank you for doing what you do and for motivating me. And she's like, don't make me cry. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it was really sweet. And she remembered my username from her chat, which was Aww. really cool. Because um, she's like, as far as I know, she's never seen my face unless she saw maybe another social media profile or something. Mm-hmm. So so that was awesome. It's very inspiring. And then went yeah, to the esports stage. And then what? Did we... Then we were getting ready to go see... The cosplay? The cosplay thing. We were there early because we wanted good seats for that as well. Yeah. So what we caught before that was a mini gaming competition. Yeah. With these other streamers and their buddies. Um, They're playing this duck game. What was it? I, I don't know what the game is. I don't remember. It looked like Pac-Man, a cross, uh, cross between Pac-Man and something else. It looked ridiculous, <laughs> but um, like it, it or it was like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, like <laughs> in one. Um, I'm trying to look here at the schedule of what it was. Um, I can't find it though, because it was like right before the cosplay contest. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. It, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. So we um, caught that. It was yeah, entertaining. It was just, just them having fun. It was silly. It was cute. But then after that was over, we moved up because some people left. Yeah, we're like, we get up front. We knew that was going to happen, so we planned ahead, got up front, got really close to the front there for the um, cosplay competition, and um, and we did that. And uh, It was it amazing. It was insane. And so for those of you who don't know what cosplay is, um, cosplay is when you do costuming of a character that Mm -hmm. it could be a popular character. It could be a character from a book, TV show, uh, comic book, anime, whatever it is. Some some people do cosplay of illustrations that another artist has made, things like that. So um, it's really of a character that exists. Right. It's a specific character. Mm -hmm. It's not just lumberjack some, yeah or like, a generic thing it's yes. a, a specific character usually has some form of like backstory comes from a, another universe so we got to see that and it was the first like i've seen some cosplay contests online this was the first time i got to see one in person and at this scale 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have seen a lot of costume contests. Right. I've seen them at horror conventions. Mm. I've seen them at other conventions. I've seen them um, little, low scale. I've seen them. I've hosted them. Right. I've judged them. You've participated. I've participated. I've won. <laughs> I've been on Regis and Kelly uh, right. for their costume contest, right, and right, I could right. have won ten thousand dollars on national television, but, but I lost. You didn't. <laughs> um, I was on the Today Show the year after, uh, briefly. Wait, what? Yeah, I was on the Today Show the year after. Wait, was um, it like you were in the background? I was or in something? the background. Well, here's the thing: is so the Today Show has an area where Today Show is a lot more like family friendly for. Yeah. Uh, for kids and stuff like that. So they had like kind of a lame costume contest. I missed that completely though. I got there late. But when I got there, I was like hopping around in my stilts and I was in a Jack Frost costume and I had this, um, I had a uh, some tubing connected to my wrist and a, uh, a fog machine. Uh, it was like a mini battery operated fog machine. Okay. Um, I had a snow machine in a backpack that I had disassembled and reassembled vertically in there that was running off a battery um, and a power inverter. And um, so I was this, you know, seven something foot tall Jack Frost. um, And I went up to like the barricade and they let me in. Oh. And so they were like, "Uh, go over here in this section, you know, because they film people in there you know people in good costumes so they let me in that section and i kind of bounced around and had fun and stuff and there my mom was watching while it was being aired because i told her and um there they somebody tivoed this and i saw it but there was a few shots more but in the um in the background a lot Uh because i'm snowing all over people around me (laughs) Um, that's awesome but there's this one really specific shot where they pointed the camera right at me so I saw that so I had the fog machine shoot fog out of my wrist and I like waved at the camera and there's this fog really really cool yeah I've never seen this I you know I don't know where it exists anymore I I wish I had it um but uh anyway so in other words so you have experience. I have, I have experience, and I worked at a costume shop at Frazetta's Costumes in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, for eight years, putting people's costumes together and things like that. Um, I myself have spent upwards of $2,000 on one costume. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know what it takes <laughs> to put a good yes. costume together. Um, I feel like at this point in my life, I could do a better job. I would just need to... I really, it all comes down to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think time and we would require more space as well. Yeah, uh, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Um, so, but, so, cosplay contest. Um, first of all, why don't you explain uh, how it's structured and how people got to, oh, that okay, step, okay. to that stage? So everyone who participated in the cosplay contest is a Twitch streamer. In order to get to this point in the competition, they had to do so many hours. They had to stream so many hours of them creating their cosplay on their streams. So once they clocked in those hours, they then were judged online. 
So they submitted their cosplays and whoever, I don't know if it was those same judges or maybe people on Twitch staff, um, but they were judged beforehand. And basically they picked finalists before, before TwitchCon. So those people, those streamers were then, they got to come to TwitchCon for free. So they were flown out with their costumes and everything. And then what we saw were those finalists competing in four different categories for the win, like the top winner in each category. And then it was the top, top winner of all of them. Yeah. And I love this format. And the reason I love this format is because it's like they've already weeded out the crap. Yeah. So, I, again, I've seen a ton of contests and it's like, okay, everyone who wants to compete, come on up. Yeah. You know, it's like you get the worst of the worst yeah, and you the get best everything. of the best. Yeah. So they've already so taken we're, out we're already all seeing the, bad. the best. Yeah. yeah. We're seeing the best of the best. Um, and it's also being judged by previous winners. Yes. Um, who are also uh amazing at what they do so there was a dude who had crazy armor up there Mm -hmm. um there was a woman who was amazing at needlework Mm -hmm. um what were the other ones so are you talking about like the categories uh well i'm talking about the judges well there was someone who had some really cool smoke special effects Mm, going on right with Mm -hmm. his armor work um this other person had really cool I, i think it was like leather and stuff um I don't know if maybe they had like incorporated also 3D printing in theirs, but mm. it, it, all of them covered a lot of ground. Yeah, as far comes, as their specialties yeah. and what they have experience in. So when it came down to the categories, which were needlework, armor, effects, and larger than life, mm-hmm. there was at least one judge that their specialty was that thing, mm-hmm. or they have serious um experience experience yeah in that so then they brought out the finalists in each one of those categories and there's at least four or five in each category yeah yeah um so first was needlework needlework um and they brought out these people who you know we're not just talking like a store-bought princess dress Mm -hmm. we're talking about like serious stitching and the judge that um, that was her specialty. She was talking about certain stitches that are not easy. Yeah. That you can't just do with a machine. You have to do it by hand. And then... Um, and they're invisible. And they're invis- invisible. Us. And they're even. Everything's perfect. And you did it by hand. Mm-hmm. And it must have taken, just for that part, you know, 50 hours or something right. like that. But there's a lot that we can't see. Yeah. That gets done that is a part of like the structure of the yeah. fabric so and somebody things. who knows right looks at that and they're like holy wow. crap uh you spent a lot of time doing that because you could have easily done it where you can see it you could see the stitching you could do this. right but the attention to detail the things that you you picked were the important parts are what set you apart from other people right and if we didn't have a judge with that kind of experience that hard work <laughs> that hard work um, could easily be overlooked. Yeah. So I, I really, um, like they did a really great job with the people they lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so needlework was the first category. 
was effects the next or was armor? I think effects was. Okay. So effects had, um, uh, basically it's anything that incorporated lights, sound, fog, mm-hmm. um, anything like that, that is like animatronics. Yeah. Anything that is like a step ahead uh, as far as it's not Fit. just the costume. Yeah. It's now um, electronics or mm-hmm. something, something like that. Something moves, so, something lights mm-hmm. up. Um, and those were really, really cool. The one who ultimately, well, first the needlework one, Mm -hmm. she was a character from what? Do you know? I don't remember. Okay. I don't know if it was from a game or if it was someone's like illustration. I cannot remember. It looked like, well, let's describe the dress a bit. Um, would you say like like Victorian? Victorian or medieval or something like that with um it was like gold trim and all there was embellishments stuff. all yeah. over it and mm. even like her head like her wig was beautifully done her headpiece and there were like i don't know if they were gems or what yeah, and and the wig was handmade yes did she i like well, i don't she, know one of the judges said had commented on the wig how later, amazing it so, was so i'm assuming it is handmade as well so okay um and then the effects category mm-hmm. Signutron is the name of the okay. streamer. Yeah. Um and the outfit was the mother of the Metroid. It was guy from the Metroid like series, yeah. It first of all, it was disturbing. I mean, this thing was disgusting looking. <laughs> it's um, so gross. So gross, but, but it's so good. Amazing like um latex and foam prosthetic. Yeah. Um I don't know what was maybe sculpted. It looked like and... a giant meatball. Like that's what she looked like. But a really giant good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not. But there was more. There was more character to it than just a, <laughs> than meatball. a meatball. If you took a meatball and put it in a weird little outfit, and it was like sort of naked. Yeah. And put lips on it. That's <laughs> like what it looked gremlin like. A gremlin meatball it was so monster. Disturbing. Um, I loved it. I mean, it was hysterical and disturbing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the third category was armor. Um, so they brought these people out and who was the winner? It was this character from Dark Souls, which is oh, a video right, game right, series. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was really, really well done. Yeah. Um, well, here's the other thing is so cosplay, um, they're cosplaying as video game characters, characters from TV shows or whatever. Um, there's such a, an awesome, like thing where you imagine this character you see it on your video game but then now a person is that character yeah so that's like a kind of a different thing than just like dressing up as something yeah it's like these people the reason why it's such a big thing cosplay is so huge is because people are excited to see their favorite characters from these games and these things now as a realized full person right in front of them they brought the character like to life yeah it really is like when you see a little kid see someone as spider-man it's like oh my god yeah, it's, it's the same feeling yeah, totally but because the community is so it's like much tighter 
Uh, yeah. It's not Spider-Man. It's this obscure character in this video game that you 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 yeah. fell in love with because you play this video game. Yeah. And now you realize other people love that character too. Yeah. And it's just like, how cool is that? You know. So that's why it's so big. So so for that, like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. I've never seen that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not as exciting to me. But like, I know that there's people who are like freaking out about it. You know. Yeah. Well, so. and then so the next category larger than mm. life the character that one f- f- freaked me out because it's from a game i played years and years ago yeah so for larger than life i think the like the main rule was that uh an extension of your limbs had to be at least one foot yeah so the costume had to be at least one foot away from your limb these were huge yeah. costumes i mean you could see as they were walking like the the weight of the costume and things like that. Yeah. But that's part of it too when you're building it. And that's why these people made it to the final round because they've created something that structurally is sound and you can walk around in. Right. So it's like, like there is a level of practicality and like function to it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was, I was blown away by they this category. They were so good. There were so many in that category that were amazing. And so I was talking about Overwatch before. There was an Overwatch character, and I freaked out over that. Her <laughs> foot fell off, but it was oh, amazing anyway. I know. <laughs> but you could see, like, in the dark corner of the stage, the eyes and stuff, there were parts lit up. They yeah. had LEDs, so you could yeah. see it coming. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Is that who I think it is? Yeah. It's really, really incredible what these people made like um i mean i hope there's a list because i would like to have seen some of their videos of them making those those oh yeah well um, there's got to be a list on the twitch website yeah um and then they'll list all the finalists and you can find their streams and the thing is too with streams if say if you miss someone's live stream you can go back usually they have them recorded for at least two weeks so you can watch it like on demand which is nice yeah um so the winner of that category was from it was from guild wars 2 um it's like this kind of like saber tooth humanoid character um it's like a race of like creature people from the game so i nerded out when i saw that mm-hmm. it was so cool it was so well done so that was the winner of that category. So there you had each category winner and they brought them all on back on stage. Each one of them won $4,000 right there. They did there. for winning their category. Yeah. yeah. So $4,000. Congratulations. Then they brought them all back to compete for the $15,000 grand prize. Yeah, so in addition to the 4000 whoever wins first grand prize wins an extra $15,000. Crazy. So that's not a bad day. No. Um, so the winner of that was the Needlework winner. And first of all, when she won her first round, yeah. she was crying. Yeah. And I was, I was like kind of getting teary-eyed because no, she was too. so happy. So she had this like, like fan. Oh, she, totally she was like fanning it. her face yeah. and stuff. Like she couldn't keep it together. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. I don't know you, but I'm so and happy then for you. She won the whole thing. The whole thing. So, she, she like lost it. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. She it, got this like beautiful trophy and they came out with one of those oversized checks <laughs> that had the 15 grand on it. Um, and just so you know, this 
the auditorium was a uh, completely packed. It was like standing room only, uh, which was more than double of the audience of Kevin Smith, which is yeah. crazy to me. So that, I mean, the whole place was there. It was, it was crazy. People were standing yeah. in the back. Yeah. So that's why we got there early. And um, that was a really good move because we got to see them up close and everything. and See all the, like those details and yeah. things in their cosplays. Yeah. That was so exciting. That was really, really cool. I mean, that was the highlight. Yeah. That was definitely the highlight of my of my experience it, there. It's so memorable, and it makes you want to cosplay. It really does, and that's <laughs> really cool. And this is what I was saying to you that they should do maybe for next year. Hey, Twitch, if you're listening, um, this is a great idea, but you should have an entire section of that expo floor of some of those cosplayers with materials and things that they use that people can play with and glue and mm. whatever and show them how you use these materials like some of these foams and stuff like that that they carve out and create armor out of and stuff like that yeah they should have there so people can play with it and be like oh so this is how you do it yeah because you don't really know until you get your hands on that and actually see i think that they would maybe benefit from more panels because the other thing too that was going on in the background of this entire day was all day there were panels going on in these other rooms talking about all different kind of topics and subjects um and i feel like there had to have been some on cosplay um but it would be cool if there was a more like hands-on yeah, workshoppy gotta, for that there's got to be hands-on yeah and that's well, I've never some, seen i know some like of these that. materials are quite expensive yeah so it'd be nice to hey this is my you know, first experience mm-hmm. with one. Um, yeah, why don't you send them a letter? Maybe I will. <laughs> I mean, they're here in San Francisco. Just go down to their office. Oh, you know what? I'll give them a call. Yeah. <laughs> Show up. <laughs> I have an idea for you. Um, yeah, and then I guess we, we hung out for a little bit longer and we checked out the end of the esports yeah. um, competition. Yeah, we which did. I got totally sucked in. Did you ever think that you would enjoy watching something like that? Um, I mean, I wasn't opposed to it, but it's not like... Yeah. Here's the thing. You're there. There's a big stage, these huge screens, and you're watching these guys play on these screens. And there's commentators like it is a live sporting event, which it was. So, And there's a huge audience. Yeah. So, like, you're feeling the energy of the room. People are yelling and, like... It's really something. And then you're watching these people play a video game live where they're going around, you know, killing each other mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, and you're really rooting for them. And, like, I don't know. It's like you really can get sucked in because you're, you're like, hoping that they win and whatever. And, um, and these guys are, like, they're the celebrities of the gaming world. So, they like, are. they're good at what they do. So, um, I mean, think about for a second if you were a professional gamer you played video games as your profession that's kind of cool <laughs> it is it's very I cool i mean really think about it and the it. thing is it's so it it's so probable now uh, yeah well that's exactly it. and platforms like twitch are making it so they you are know? and they it's literally somebody in their room doing a thing and playing a video game and then becoming a giant celebrity right how crazy is that but and that's the thing is what twitch gives people is 
easy access and free access to this entire community of people who just want more of that. Yeah. Um, that, that, and that's, I don't know, like the Twitch community is very special. It, I, I witnessed a lot of that yesterday and I felt it. And, um, and the people we were hanging out with were really, really cool. And honestly, I mean, we're in line. The two times we were in line mainly, we had a random stranger ask us what was going on, what we're doing and yeah. who we are. And, you know, so like this is my take on it early on in the day was that this is kind of like a safe space for nerds yeah. and people <laughs> who out in the world, you can't just strike up a conversation with a stranger about video games or something like that because yeah. you might get made fun of. Yeah. And isn't that something? So then... Or to even ex- like explain esports yeah, or, or yeah i'm live streaming from my bedroom yeah and like you know you well, might get a funny look well that's exactly it and you know for sonia who live streams her art i i still don't you know people don't understand what she does yeah and so like you can explain that but how many people do we even know that have tuned into your streams mm-hmm. not many and um and this is really like a good direction for you to be going into. And, you know, I just, I feel like now going and seeing that community firsthand, um, talking to some of these people and seeing that that's what it's about really is this very supportive community. And, yeah. and everybody who has a one giant common interest um, that you can break down into sub interests and a subculture thing Um that's what it's all about is that that feeling and that camaraderie and you being safe in that space to not be afraid to talk to somebody um because you're afraid you're gonna get made fun of you know or whatever so you know and that's not to say things happen not everyone's perfect it's we we witnessed that a little bit yeah we talked about this where like even in the nerd culture there's like there's nerd a spectrum jocks of, right but and that's like you know. any community ever there's mm-hmm. a spectrum of people and people are different and not all of them are great yeah. some of them are wonderful um but yeah sorry i interrupted you you're saying no, okay. like yeah there's like nerdy jocks and yeah, then there's well, like and then nerd there's the nerds toxic masculinity and, amongst yeah. the the gaming community because it is primarily men mm-hmm. uh, or boys yeah <laughs> yeah um and yeah, and here's me again. This is why I felt out of place. I feel like I'm like the old man, you know, coming in. And um, yeah, it was, I mean, just in general, I felt a little, but by the end, I I felt totally fine. And um, good. Uh, I had a really good time. That was a lot of fun. Well, and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm really glad that you ended up having a good day out of it. Yeah. But what were you saying? Um, and then afterwards, we met back up with Sonia's friends, Tim and his group. They have a cooking show, by the way. They do. It's called Cooking with Heat. Yeah. And it's Monday afternoons. Afternoons for us. It's like later for them because they're East Coast um, and we're West Coast. They um, they do a live cooking stream. Yeah. So um, check that out on yeah. Twitch. Shout yeah. out for you guys. But met back up with them. Um, we wanted to go to this one place to eat. Um, it was totally packed. So we went to this Irish pub. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the place. Oh, Flaherty's, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That was pretty good, Sonia. Thanks. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to pronounce that. Um, <laughs> and what was so cool, the reason I'm even bringing this up yeah. is because there was a freaking band there that was a father and three sons. And they were so... straight up from Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. And they played guitar, accordion, um, banjo, banjo, and this weird little drum with a brush. And they did like the Irish jig, dancing, and it was crazy. The um, youngest child at one point sang about drinking whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> his his world weary heart or something i don't know uh it was just really something it was amazing i loved it it was a cool end to a great day and uh i I was glad to uh go there and see that yeah it was it was really something that was a day trip and that was all one day it feels like it was an entire weekend but it was all packed into one day so i know yeah i know by the end of it i was like did we leave yesterday? Yeah. Like, no, that was today. Know, it was right? all one day. So. Um, yeah. So I am, obviously, I am so inspired. I figured that that's how I would feel by the end of it. Um, but now it's real. And I got to go to my first TwitchCon. And honestly, this was my first, like, gaming convention. Um, not that that it's solely a gaming convention, because as we ex- described, there's a lot of other uh, corners to Twitch and things being represented at the con. But the heart of Twitch is a big gaming community. So there was a lot of uh, video game representation there. And I have never attended a convention like that. I've only attended like um, a LuxCon, which is like an illustration, like industry convention and it's nowhere as big as oh as no no TwitchCon. and it's it's small it's yeah um but Silicon, it's amazing it is amazing <laughs> shout out to them because they host an amazing convention um silicon valley comic-con i've gone to which is like which is at the same place which was right. at the same place by the way it was yeah in san jose um you know which is a comic-con it's not the same thing at mm. all it's nerd culture but nerd culture in in comic culture has become so mainstream because of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and it really like is like comics. It's, it's like more movies now. Yeah. So it's like really big like Hollywood stuff. So for me to be at a gaming convention, I was like kind of tearing up in the car ride there because <laughs> from being a little kid and watching, I don't know if anyone remembers G4 TV, but it was a network um, all about video games and no longer exists. But I would watch these people cover uh, PAX and E3, which are all like really big video game conventions. And it always felt like such a far away thing that, you know, you see that on TV. Will I ever like be at a place like that? That's crazy. That's like all exciting with these bright, colorful lights and, you know, these big game companies like I play their games. Um, And then we got to go. (laughs) I'm like getting a little emotional right now. Well, life brings us to amazing places. Yes. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying to compose myself. But Twitch, Twitch is an amazing platform. And, you know, it, it, it takes a little while to kind of get used to because there really is like a culture to Twitch. And sometimes it feels like one big inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
like <laughs> because there's like mm-hmm. references to things that like if you don't know i definitely felt on the outside of that joke a lot yesterday yeah <laughs> and that's like i feel like that will be less as it grows because like there will just be more space for new things yeah. and new people even now like this year they expanded the amount of categories they have on Twitch. So I think like maybe a month or two ago, there used to be one generic art category. No, it was called creative. I'm sorry. It's called creative. And that's what I would stream under is because when you stream, you put yourself under a category so that if you're, people can find they you. can be, pe- yeah, people mm-hmm. can find you. So like if I'm just, you know, I'm just a random person, I go on twitch.tv, I can go through a category and like, scroll through the directory and see who's streaming like who's streaming under creative today so like i might be under there but they broke creative down into several more categories because it's such a growing section of the website um so now there's art now there's crafters and makers now there's body painting now there's cooking like they have broken down to like all these extra sections um which makes me happy because it really shows that Twitch is embracing its creative community and like yeah. really trying to support them. Yeah, and I think they get it then, you know, they understand and they've probably run the numbers of what channels are doing what. And they're like, oh, well, all these categories, there's thousands of streamers for each of these categories. So we right. have to do it for, you know, X amount. Right, and I think it makes for a better user experience too because you can find something more specific mm-hmm. when you're just scrolling around. Like, I just want to look at people who are making things, not necessarily yeah. painting something. Yeah. So uh, that just, it it excites me because who knows where it's going to grow from here. The thing is, like, there's only been four Twitch cons. Like, mm. Twitch is still quite young. Yeah. So it... God, I can't even imagine after four years... Like, growing into the monster that it is right now. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly what year the web... Well, I think in 2011 was Justin TV or something. At some point, it turned into Twitch. But um, but yeah, so like attending the real-life convention, this is only its fourth one. So I'm just really excited to see where it'll go. And I think it's worth it for people to just check out and to jump on something while it's still in its like infancy almost because how many times we were like oh man i wish i would have been there in the early youtube days Mm -hmm. you know grasping it like while there was it was fresh and hot and new you know now youtube and like facebook are so saturated with content it's really hard to stand out Mm -hmm. on a place like twitch there's still a lot of room for people so that that's partially why i mean i embrace it for many many reasons um part of it's like gaming part of it's the community i've made friends on there now um the style of streaming like really works with me you know but it's also a nice perk that while there is a lot of activity on it like i think at one time there's about like a million viewers on it yeah there's still so much space for people Mm. so i urge you to give it a try i mean i think um for artists who do want to step outside of their comfort zone and let people into their studios on a regular basis to see what they're working on i mean what better way to 
get eyes on your artwork, you know? Yeah, for, for artists, it's great. Um, so, you know, when I live stream, I get to have real life um, conversations with people as I'm working yeah. in my space. So for them to kind of get a peek, and then I've also gotten commissions out of this. I've sold stuff. So as far as that's concerned, it, it has been really good for my independent business too. Yeah. So do you have um, an art experience from the past week or so? Well. Besides that? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> any other art experience? Um. Do you want to share with our listeners? Um, does it have to be art? I did also right before our TwitchCon, um, I got to set up my second camera for mm. my Twitch stream. Right. So and that's because it was funded by your viewers. It was. So on Twitch, you can have this option where people, um, I could get into all the different ways you can build revenue on there, but people can tip you money like straight out and it goes through your PayPal. So I had some people donate money basically to me and i had a, a fund going to get my second camera set up and they fulfilled it which is so like humbling and amazing um thank you people um so yeah so i got to set that up and it is um with my nikon d600 so the camera on my f i'll have a camera actually going on my face full time now and it's all pretty it's like you know the shallow depth of field stuff like the background is all out of focus and i'm like all sharp it's all pretty um and then i'll have the second camera on my hands as i'm working so i'm uh i'm amped that that got fulfilled by my viewers which is amazing and i will be putting it into work tomorrow when i stream again and then, of course, I, I, I'm not going to get into, obviously, Twitch, what we've been talking about this whole time. Mm -hmm. So I'm super hyped. What about you? Um, I've had a few amazing victories in the past week r r uh, relating to art. Um, You've been on a roll. Yeah. So Diane Hoffman and I did a collaboration piece for our Superstition show. And she had her open studios, which is where it's housed right now at her studio. It is a full-size door um, that we collaborated on. And she gave me word this week that she sold it. Yay! So that is a huge, huge thing. Yes. So, um, and the other thing that I want to say, I have two that I have to say. Um, okay. So that. And also... Um, Irene from Wonderland, um, who we have interviewed on the show here, um, it was her birthday this week. Oh, and right. so first of all, happy birthday! Feliz cumpleaños! Um, and she had invited us over uh, for her birthday party, and it was awesome. And the people that I met there are really, really cool. And um, yeah, it was just a, a great week, and that was a really fun party. Um, she's a hoot and we're doing our um drawing sessions uh it's live nude full figure drawing sessions at wonderland the second thursday of every month um 25 bucks cash gets you in um drinks are included for 21 and older um and i just started compiling my model directory so i have all these people who want to model for it um 
it's going to be awesome. She is also, Irene is also styling these nude models. So that's so cool. Um, they're not just going to be nude. They're going to have costume and fashion accessories as well. So it's going to be really, really fun. I'm excited. Um, you know, we're, we're just starting out, so we'll probably have some hiccups and some things that we need to work out. But um, please, please help us uh, get this event to be successful because um, we need another another cool figure drawing night. I know I know that there's some other ones going on in the city, but um, it doesn't hurt to have. It more. doesn't hurt, and it gives people more of an opportunity to come out and do some more art. Yeah, and practice and, um, and yeah. And drinks are included. Drinks. What a good deal. Yeah. That's awesome. What the heck? <laughs> so. Okay. So yeah. where can people find you online? Uh, ShaneIsaacowski.com. You can also find me on Instagram at ShaneIsaacowski or on my Facebook page, uh, The Art of Shane Isaacowski and yourself. You can find me on Instagram at Sonia Leticia. Um, and you can also find me on my Twitch channel, Making Art Live. Um, if I'm not live, you can watch my videos on demand. So that is at Sonia Ponya, S-O-N-I-A-P-W-N-Y-A. And guess what, guys? You can go onto our website, drawingfromexperience.com, and you can download or stream any of these episodes that we have out you can also find all of the show notes on there everything we talk about we make links to yeah that is a huge resource um so you can go back through those notes um you can find us on instagram at dfe podcast or um facebook, facebook. At drawing from experience <laughs> <laughs> yes we're on there on all the things you Check can us also out. um email us uh dfe podcast at gmail.com if you have ideas for shows or you want to reach out to us if you have any questions so yeah yeah thanks guys all right thanks everyone see Talk you next, next time week. bye